Hello, Angela. Good morning to me. Good afternoon to you in Italy. Hi, Emily. Hi. Good. Good morning to you. Good afternoon for me. A good whatever it is for those who are listening to us. Thank you very much for inviting me to your show. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. And I would like to uh, remind our listeners, uh, followers, uh, that I'm continuing with my series, uh, Real Life Stories from the Real People of the World. And today I am happy to introduce to you uh, Angela Santi, uh, my colleague, uh, lifestyle designer representing Italy, uh, Northern Italy, uh, Bologna area, but obviously Angela has a lot to share about life in Italy in general. Yes, definitely, because I am Italian by birth. I like to say I like to live in Italy and I also like to work worldwide from Italy, which is one of the countries we still with one of the best life qualities in the world. That's why actually I, I have additional pleasure to speak with you with, because in between all countries I'm working with and lifestyle of different cultures and countries I'm aware of, uh, really in my heart and then I believe in mind and many other people, uh, Italy has really something to offer. This Dolce Vita lifestyle, the warmth of the local people, uh, climate, culture, a lot of many aspects that for some people might be very important uh, when they selecting where to live their next life chapter, where to retire, where to spend time maybe as a remote worker. And with all issues uh, which every country in the world uh, has now, you know, after the COVID and with all current events happening in Europe, Italy has a lot to offer. So uh, I'm really happy to hear your piece of advices. Please tell us about lifestyle in Italy. <sighs> lifestyle in Italy is a, is a very, very big issue. And I would like to start talking about La Dolce Vita from an historical standpoint so that I think it's, you know, like, because many people know about the Italian way of life, this way of uh, living in a, in a way that is joyful, lighthearted, with uh, valuing connections, having fun, and really prioritizing pleasure and being able to enjoy pleasure and sheer beauty just for the sake of it. And at the same time, uh, we are hard workers. So we really may have a blend of those two aspects, the hardworking and the life enjoyment. But not so many people know how the Dolce Vita was born. So the Dolce Vita, this name comes from a movie from Federico Fellini. It's a quite famous movie. And uh, he was uh, depicting a time after the Second World War. So this, the, in the movie, you will see a lot of young people like enjoying li nightlife in Rome. So, but the Dolce Vita is more to that. Dolce Vita, as I said, come from this time that it was called the economic boom. It's something that happened just after World War II. It's a, it was a time 
where there was you you could really feel the euphoria of all the people that had the chance and the need to reconstruct a nation. So it was a time where everybody was very committed to reconstruct the nation that they want. It was the time when, you know, like Italy became a democratic republic because before that we had, you know, like the king and, you know, all the things. And then we had the war and then, you know, it was everything new and people wanted to to work to reconstruct, but at the same time to enjoy every single moment after all those darkness years, after having seen all those deaths and, you know, like terrible things. And we can really draw a parallel from that time to now. So they really started to, uh, and what is interesting is that new category of um, like age, was born before that you were either a kid and then all of a sudden became adult so you were either playing or working you know the youngsters you know the giovani we we call them they were doing both so this is when la dolce vita uh, was born you know and you know now we have this ability and it's an inborn ability to blend the two things Great, great introduction. And I'm just thinking that, you know, with all you mentioned, historical names, uh, it, it's still or even maybe will be more relevant soon with what's going uh, now uh, around us, like after still COVID uh, world uh, and people are looking for relocation option. People are looking for better quality of life. And as you mentioned, with Italian aspects uh, to uh, live a Dolce Vita, there is different, unfortunately for me in this sense, uh, style in North America where we work, work, work. Uh, so to have this real balance of time and intention to enjoy the life, to have opportunity to, to go around, to, to, to enjoy the nature and art. Uh, I feel, you know, special connection uh, with Italian uh, lifestyle uh, personally. And I believe it will be uh, really appealing for many other people who would consider uh, where to go living. As far as you know, I understand uh, there are different aspects of life and uh, I would like to give, you know, a real sense to people what kind of issues or hardship uh, at the beginning people might be facing when they're moving to new culture, uh, a new country, even with the knowledge of Italian and, you know, some people coming without uh, Italian, so they really need to consider, they really need to learn language in advance. And I'm always speaking about this, but to understand more current uh, culture, what you would advise? Okay, so very good question. So um, the first thing that I would advise to do is let's say let, let's let's continue to talk about la dolce vita for fun you know we live la dolce vita at different degrees depending on where you are located in italy you know that italy is very small it's long it's very long very thin and it's like a boot boot so italy is i like to say is a concentration of many different cultures and it's even there is even more variety in the united states in such a small state there is even more variety than in the whole europe 
So it's like uh, we have a summary of everything. You go to the north and you have the mountains, you go skiing and you, and people are have a mentality that is much closer to that of the northern European or middle Europeans. Why? Because until the end of the 18th century, when we became Italy, you know, Italy was born at the end of the 18th century. So it's a quite a young nation. And by the way, we're not that united, <laughs> really. I know. Okay, not that as integrated, although we all call ourselves Italians, and I will tell you why. So in the north, we had this the Longobards, we had the Germans, we had this cultures. And then we have Milano, Milan, which is the uh, capital city. It's not the capital city. Well, the political capital city is, is Rome, but Milano is the capital city for e economics. Yeah, so exactly. living in Milano is like living in London or in New York, you know, yeah. in a way. People are rushing, 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 always. Uh, maybe, you know, they're always busy. Uh, maybe they're not as friendly as, you know, they are in some other parts because they're super focused on, on what they do. Then you go south, you know, the southern you go, the more open people are. So I come from a region that is called Emilia-Romagna. And we have, this is a perfect region for me. It's the sweet spot because we have the Apennino, the mountain at the south. Uh, if we want to uh, go skiing to the Alps, it's like two hours by car, three hours drive. We have the sea very close, a couple of hours. And then... We're very close to Tuscany, and then you go down. So this area, Tuscany and some other areas, and Rome, were the papal state, where the Pope, you know, was ruling. And our mentality is even different from that of the North. Then in the South, uh, the Bourbons were ruling, and there, it's also a different mentality. But watch out, we have islands, Sicily, Sicily was ruled by the Bourbons, ruled by the Arabs, Many was different. ruled by the Normans, yes, yes. were ruled by everybody. So Sicily is really a melting pot of all those cultures. And the same applies a little bit with in, different, in a different way with Sardinia. And by the way, Italians don't need to fly to the Caribbean if they want to have an amazing sea because you just go to Sardinia, to Porto Cervo, where all the yachts and, you know, the amazing people go. You go and enjoy the Americans Cup, the Sardinia Cup, and, you know, all the, the golf, the Pevero, and all the beauty things. So the first thing that I would say is get very clear on what kind of La Dolce Vita you want to live. And something that happened... Uh, a very interesting phenomenon that happened during the lockdown. Many people didn't want to stay, well, those who had a, a holiday house, they didn't want to stay in their house in the city, let's say in Milano, Torino, or all those cities that are not as friendly, you know, with gardens and that. And they went to Sicily, they went to uh, Puglia, they went to the south of Italy, to Tuscany, or to the north, you know, in the Alps. And they, all of a sudden, Italian discovered Zoom. They discovered the, 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 the opportunity to and the possibility to work remotely. So a very interesting phenomenon that now is, um, is burning is white collars or professionals or those who can work remotely are starting migrating within Italy in a different region. So this is very, this is very good. And 
I let you comment on that. And then I tell you some things that we, you want to be aware when you come to Italy. You very nicely outlined the difference in a different region of Italy. And I knew about it, but obviously, you know better from your own experience. I've been, I visited uh, uh, Milano, Venezia. I've been in Emilia Romana, Rome. I've been in Sicily and Sardinia. And I was really amazed by variety of cultural accents, aspects, architecturally. And I noticed the difference in people. It was always amazing for me. And it's very correct that you outline uh, remote work opportunities because it's actually people who I'm working for and working with now, really informing uh, remote workers, uh, consultants, professionals that today you're not, uh, you have more freedom to live your life in places where you really enjoy the lifestyle rather than to be in your own home country, you know, all the year. You can uh, live uh, part-time or full-time in different regions in the world and still continue to earn, to develop your business, to connect with uh, new local people. So maybe actually to accelerate your business, depending on uh, what, what are you looking for. But in order to find correct area, in order to navigate in local specifics, you, you need to be connected with people like Angela. So I am what I'm doing, I'm mediating, I'm looking for local connections in different countries for different type of people. Uh, and mostly for retirees, they have different priorities and for remote workers. But in case of Italy, it might be student, it might be maybe even business relocation, depending on what kind of business you have. But when you're inside the country, when you're close to relocate already, doing your first step um, in um, Italian soil, uh, there is such people as Angela who can really help you to navigate lifestyle aspects and give some, I would say, business advices uh, in this sense as well. Uh, am I correct, Angela? Yeah, definitely. So, and, and then the first thing that I would would like to say, just to just to back up what you were saying, is when you come to Italy and when you have decided what kind of dolce vita life you want to have, you know, you you have to be very aware that if you go to Milano, you are, for instance, you are going to a city that, what I say, very efficient, everything is working, very good services all over the tube and the things and all that. People may be not as friendly and as in other places, not as easy to um, get to know people. So like everywhere, I would advise, you know, to, you know, join the local club or if you are a Rotary, you have golf or you have other kind of exclusive clubs. So then again, the southern you go, um, the more open people are. So be aware that when you go very deep, deep south, People will be welcoming, so will, will, they will look at you, and not in big cities like Rome, but you know, if you go to a small city, and we it. have many foreigners, like in Chianti, in Tuscany, it's called Chianti Shire, many British. We have another colony of French and British in Sicily, so all the local people are there. Mm, there is a foreigner, so they know that you are coming even before you are coming because there is somebody somebody that is getting your house ready. So they chat to each other and they already know everything about you. You don't know anything about them; they know everything about you. 
So don't think that you can, you know, like just walk on the street and people don't care about you. If you go for your cappuccino at the local coffee shop, they will start chatting to you and you have to respond back to the people. And you're very appreciated if you just say, non parlo italiano or something very. So they will go out of their way to help you. And watch out, if you don't go to that cafe, coffee shop for like a couple of days, when you come back, oh, what happened? You know, where did you go? Why did you do to come back? So you have to, oh, yeah, yeah, I I had to go away and I, I went to somewhere else. So everybody, you know, is very interested and we love to connect. So these are there are like positive aspects and also, you know, like probably less positive. So depending on how you um, how open you are or introvert you are. So a thing that I would advise to everybody that wants to come to Italy and have a way better life is to read a book called The Italians. I don't remember. I'm writing. <laughs> yeah. So there is a, the original one is by Luigi Barzini, but there is another one, a newer one that I just read and just enjoyed by a British journalist that I can't remember. Um, who, I can't remember the name. The Italians. Uh-huh. And the paperback edition is orange with a with a coffee, with an um, espresso um, cup. Oh, it's it. an orange cereal. I, I know about different people of... Uh, Probably. Yep. So it's super cool because they really outline the cultural, some cult, key cultural aspects of Italy. So another key uh, aspect of Italy that you want to be very aware of is bureaucracy. So everything in Italy would be easy. So the government, which is one of the most unstable and unreliable governments in the world, there is changing all the time. Uh, we've never had the same government for more than two years. And I mean, many things are changing. So you have to take this into consideration because, you know, when they have to like approve laws and, you know, many other economic measure, it's always a mess. So when you come to Italy, you have to know that you have to deal with bureaucracy. You have to deal with uncertainty because you don't want to never go to a trial to uh, to issue somebody and go to court because the minimum time is four years and then it can go on and on depending on what is the, the issue. Okay, Angela, don't frighten, please, <laughs> even me. So No, I'm, I'm telling it because, you know why? Because the this is... If you can, the good thing that you can do is to leave your business outside Italy and bring yourself inside Italy. Because exactly for this reason, I am advising people who are looking for relocation. So I believe the best uh, people who can enjoy uh, the life in Italy, it's retirees, if they have pension, you know, reliable pension or source of income, say from North America or other countries, and they love, they have time to enjoy lifestyle, and it can be uh, countryside, and I know there's a, a lot of amazing places, or uh, remote workers, digital nomads, who uh, might take just uh, work with them and actually navigate easily between maybe different regions before they will find the place they enjoy at most. I exactly. understand the business 
I would not recommend anyone to relocate the business, but, you know, there are sometimes maybe a tourism option. We will see what will be soon in a couple of years. I would not advise anyone to, um, to rely on government. It's what I'm actually advising in every country. It's more for self-sufficient people. And please uh, outline uh, or clarify the question about the language, because majority, many uh, non-Italian families, uh, members from North Americans, they, they speak only English. What would be the good uh, areas to, to survive with English? Because to enjoy life in South of um, Italy, I understand you, you, you need to be at least somehow sufficient or start to learn Italian now. What about oh. English? So I would say that on average, Italians don't speak English or speak a very bad English. It's like, I call it survival English, just, you know, like for traveling and, you know, do the basic things. But what we do is that we like to connect so much that we go out of our way to help people on a day-by-day basis. Of course, if you work here, it's a totally different issue. There are cities like, again, Milano, Torino, Roma, but also some, all those locations where many other expats are, you know, like Tuscany, some cities or some areas. In Puglia, there are some areas. In in Sicily, there are some areas. So you either learn Italian or you want to, uh, you know, relocate in one of, in some of those areas. Like in my hometown in Bologna, for instance, there is an international school or also Modena, you know, because in this area, this is, we live in the Motor Valley where the Lamborghini, Tetra Pak, Ima, the Lamborghini, the, again, the Ferrari and all those guys. So they are attracting a lot of workers from, you know, like abroad. There are some communities of English speaking people, but on average, it's better to know Italian because of course, when you know the language, you can really live it. And I tell you, I used to, I like Germany very much. So I used to spend when I was very young, I used to spend my summers in Germany and I was speaking English with everybody. Then I decided to learn German because you miss something. You can communicate, but it's always on a superficial level. If you really want to connect with people, you have to learn the language. Obviously, it's what I'm always uh, uh, advising people. uh, But, you know, being realistic, I understand that people need time to really to learn language as, as I did relocating from country to country. And in certain age, you know, there is some limitation on how quickly it can be. But there is, again, a lot of uh, regions uh, in Italy where people with different uh, language skills can find the place. And what I'm speaking very often about, people need to look sometimes, and in this case, uh, deeply in himself, like, you know, what kind of personality connections they would like to enjoy and how to, to be connected with um, locals or to be living in areas where the many expats are living. So it's uh, culturally easy at the first years to accommodate because, you know, I would like people really to enjoy their lifestyle and maybe to make it uh, gradually uh, to have opportunity to connect with uh, expats like themselves and at the same time to learn about new culture. And I know that Italians are very welcoming, very warm people. 
and if some newcomers maybe you need time to to adjust take your time but after then go out enjoy the life communicate with local people and you will learn a lot of um new aspects of life and you will enjoy life and people would be uh, happy to help you i think it's what we are about i always promote communities in every country we are living i always promote opportunities to communicate uh, with people in new country yeah i totally agree with you and uh, yeah again knowing the language of course helps and gives you the opportunity to understand many things about the culture, of course. I would advise, yeah, as you say, start within yourself what you really want, what is the kind of experience that you want to live, and go and look for it, because it's very easy to be, you know, like to, to be enthusiast of every single aspect of life that you can have here in Italy, but then, you know, maybe you are visiting in the summer, you go to a very small village. Oh, it's amazing. It's wonderful. And then in the winter, nothing happens and it's very boring. So you really want to be very clear what you're looking for. And again, reading that book that I suggest you is very good because it helps you really cut some of the experience, you know, to shorten the experience to navigate the, the the culture here because you know sometimes we look like the americans you know from an out you know or from the like the other european but of course mm. we have our specificity and you have to know them there are some things like, like just to give you an example of course the roman catholic uh, culture is very 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 overwhelming you know even if you are living, you know, not, you know, this kind of going to church all the time, but it's it's part of the culture, even though we're opening up to other religion and all that. But, you know, it's something which is inside the culture. So for us, something that Americans do very easily, which for me is a great, for instance, is referring work to one another and you are paid and you, you know, you, you, you send your invoice because I sent Emily an invoice because she referred me a client and the, the other way around. And it's normal in Italy. It's, uh, it's considered, it's terrible. Sin. 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 But wait a minute. You, if you want to get the best, you know, opportunities and all that, it's all networking, it's all recommendation, but it's it's under the table. It's not so open, you know, and we have this expression, nepotism, that is really, you know, helping your nephew or your niece. And it's something that happens all the time. It's people are, you know, criticize it, but it's part of the culture. So you want to know that. Otherwise it's, you know, why did they hire the stupid girl or the stupid you know if you know they didn't have the skill simple nepotism so angela i will share with you that i discovered similar maybe not to such a degree in many countries and uh -huh. in north america it done different way 
but it is part of the people nature maybe that they uh, prefer to to give uh, some work opportunity to member of the family or the um, circle of friends i'm not saying it's good but we need to be open uh, that it exists probably and i believe in italy it exists even more because by the way what i like about italians the family is above the government. <laughs> I really like the aspect. So family, it's a family. So your family member, he might be, I don't know, maybe bad apple, but he's relative and he needs to get support of the family. I mean, yeah. when I speak about Italian mom, it's a different topic, which very close to my heart, uh, but it's for different uh, conversation. But Family traditions are very strong and it has very good and sometimes not so good uh, for others uh, aspect, but it, it is what it is. And by the way, coming back uh, to understanding about mentality of this or other country, uh, I developed questionnaire for people who coming to me uh, first time and they really don't know what country to select or you know what aspects of life to consider. Because usually in, in North America, and I understand people think about cost of living, taxes, uh, you know, relocation, schools, what I would do, it's all important. But what I know from my multi-immigrational experience, it's very important to find the place where you will be, that you embrace the culture, that you part of this, that it's close to your heart. Because look, I'm Eastern European. I lived in Middle East. I have my strong feelings and observation and not every lifestyle it would match. And I know to, to my uh, personality, that's why I'm helping people with my questions to filter out this option. And on my consultation, I'm asking kind of trying to help them questions of this kind. How do you see your life? Because you might consider, you know, taxes, cost of living, but if you feel that you are a stranger, even after many years in this uh, part of the world or in this part of the country, you might will not be happy and blaming, you know, yourself, myself or anyone else country around you. You need to be prepared. You need to understand the specifics. Obviously, if you didn't live in this country and you're not familiar, you didn't visit, you don't know what to expect. And even if you visit as a tourist, it's not the same as to live in this country. I was always uh, outlining, you know, don't confuse tourism with immigration or with relocation because you live completely different life. So I'm helping people to be prepared and actually to select country based on their mentality, on their internal or family values and structure. And after then, you know, all other aspects uh, will be pieces of the puzzle that will give complete uh, picture of the country and will help happy live your life when you landing in this country. It's very important. I totally agree with you. And this is so true. Uh, just to back you up, I would say I'm Italian and one would say, you know, that Italians are very, I have a very similar mentality to the Spanish or to the French. Not at all. Plus, when I visited Spain, I was so frustrated all the time because they have dinner at 9 or 10 p.m. And generally, <laughs> I'm in bed at that time. So even though, you know, like I could enjoy like the beauty and the sun and the, you know, the, the heat and, you know, all the thing, amazing things that I have there, 
I would be from the type of person that I am much more at ease, like in Munich in Germany, you know, Southern Germany, where they are a little bit more like the Italians, but yeah, they are relaxed Germans. By the way, that never tell them that they're German because they are Bayerish from oh. Bayern. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, like in the middle Europe or in England, you know, as I've, I have a, um, a university degrees in English and American literature and linguistics. So part I've been, you know, like breathing and the, the Anglo-Saxon culture since when I was young. So it, it's like, I wouldn't say 50 or 50 with the Italian mentality. So I could fit very well in an Anglo-Saxon or in a German or Switzerland, you know, where everything is mixed. I would go to the Caribbean, amazing, but I couldn't, you know, like stand, you know, like waiting for hours for somebody to, you know, to give you a service or something like that. No way. So you really have to know who you are, what you want and what kind of life you want to live and what you expect from your life. Never, ever, ever. And as you say, never mix up holidays with relocation. (laughs) Totally different story. And uh, just a question from my side. There is no manana mentality like in Spain, in Spanish-speaking country, in Italy? Manana? Oh, yeah. The manana. Let's do it tomorrow. The manana mentality is, well, it's in everyone a little bit, but it's more to the south. So this, oh, today the weather is amazing. So, So this is it. In the north, you don't find it that much, or you find it in single individuals that are postponing everything just by default. But this manana, no, it's a little bit, we can say that it's part of La Dolce Vita if you know you find that there is something which is really a priority, but from the value standpoint, like your family comes, as you said, comes before the government, comes before your business, comes before everything. Or if there is, you know, like sometimes I adopt this manana mentality when you know maybe I'm sitting at my computer, I have to have something done, but I'm not functioning that day. So no, I will work life balance. It's not manana. This no, is yeah. different. And I see the difference. I, I'm more speaking about, you know, general, because sometimes North American people, they used, which is not exactly now, the same case that all should be done, you know, tomorrow according to schedule. And we expect the same and we are kind of disappointed when it's not this way. So in Italy, you need to take a little bit time because, as you mentioned, there is bureaucracy, there is some things that you're not aware of, there is local rules, how it's done. So it's kind of all normal. And I know and always outline the difference between North and Italy, uh, middle part uh, or middle provinces and South of Italy. And I'm really happy that uh, today you reminded me and many other people or maybe informed other people about these differences. And uh, I'm about to provide information uh, for people to, to have uh, understanding about what's going on, to filter themselves, to understand themselves before they will try to learn to this or other part of the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? Like talking about, you know, like being on time and the manana and everything like this, you have this more relaxed schedule. Yes, in the South, in Rome, there is a reason. Traffic jam is terrible. The city is huge. 
there is also where you don't expect it in Venice. Venice in the north, how come you know that they have this relaxed? You know, you say let's let's meet in one hour, and then you know your friends come after three hours because <laughs> they you know that Venice is is an island, so yeah. so you have to get the boat. Maybe the boat is not coming, so you have to walk. So, you know, things are changing all the time and people are so used to this mellow, I would say, rhythm. I think that is very interesting because you don't expect it in some places in the north, but this is the way it is. I always outline that you need to understand history. You need to know history of the place, specific, even this geographical, I would say specifics, but it's way of life. And I, by the way, noticed that uh, trains, yes, trains in Italy, they based on schedule. Buses in many areas, yes. But yes, the channels in Italy and, you know, and tourism periods, and you, you need to consider it. Again, I believe that Italy, it's, very big place to offer good lifestyle for retirees, uh, for remote workers, for people who can navigate in a culture, you know, more flexible and can uh, maybe move from, uh, to try, you know, different regions. It's what I'm trying, but it's for younger people. It's yes. not family oriented. For, for another thing that I would like to say that no, not many foreigners know, is that if you are a retiree, you know that we have a very good healthcare service yes. and it's free. If you if you pay taxes, it's free. And it's free also for if you don't pay taxes, but it's free, okay, on the basic. Then there is also some paid services, but on the whole, it's free. And the best region for elder people is Trentino Alto Adige because they have their independent government and by the way, probably you don't know that the Dalai Lama has taken Trentino Alto Adige as a bacon for his um, government idea for uh, Tibet. So the Dalai Lama is always in Trento to discuss with the governor of, of Trentino Alto Adige, region, Trentino Alto Adige, what's happening, what to do, and all that. And they have there, they have amazing, amazing structures and services for the elderly. Of course, you have to know that you are in the north, that it's colder, that but you you get wonderful places. Trento is a, an amazing city, very beautiful. Uh, it's not that lively, but maybe you don't want to do, you know, that nightlife. You're not that interested. And then it's, you know, like an hour and a half from Venice and from uh, Verona, Padua, a couple of hours from Milano and all the lakes, because we don't we haven't mentioned the, the north. You yeah, know, I like, like this Como, the lakes, this, this lake the Garda, Como yeah. Lago Maggiore and all those amazing where you have a beautiful wonderful uh weather and then you know you have the services that you can you know the like the yeah the the services of the of the region that are in the north very good services compared to the south where services are not you know as good so this is another you know like insights that not very many people know Thank you very much. I learned about Trento and Trentino now. It's super important for me as well because, you know, one of the 
kind of projects I'm involved, I'm looking places uh, for retirees and actually for people who need maybe in the future assisted living. It's what I, I do in Mexico and other country because we're all, you know, uh, going to age at some time. And I'm looking to such uh, places and I would check this uh, Trento for sure. And I like this piece of uh, Italy, this northern part. And the next time, for sure, I will uh, visit uh, Trentino to, to get my own sense uh, of Dolce Vita for retirees. Because obviously in different age, we have different priorities and healthcare, it's very important. And peace of mind, you know, living in a nice environment, it's really giving us additional pleasure, and I believe healthy lifestyle coming from this balance of culture, weather, and community around. Yeah, definitely. And another place that you will maybe want to look after out is Liguria. Mm -hmm. It's uh, that area which is very very close to France. It's very close to Nice, to Monte Carlo, and all those places. It's a little bit far away from the, you know, like the main cities, but for retiree, it's it's perfect. It's less, less expensive than France, the southern France. Same, well, you have Le Cinque Terre, probably you know them. Beautiful Genoa and um, same life quality, same weather, nicer people because there are Italians there. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, I believe that our followers learn a lot. I learn a lot from you and uh, I'm looking forward to speak again with you and for you to share your knowledge, your wisdom, your uh, love for people, your Dolce Vita spirit. I'm really grateful for this time today. Thank you very much, Angela. And again, I'm Emily Braun from International Lifestyle Consulting. And we were speaking today with beautiful Angela Santi, uh, which represents Dolce Vita leadership and lifestyle designer in Italy. Please connect with us. Thank, thank you very you. much. Waiting and looking forward to connect with you. And thank you, Emily. It was a pleasure to be here. And you know that whenever, whatever you need, I'm you just ask and I'm here. Yeah.